We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And I know this morning Justin Herbert needs some pain medication. Yes, sir. Young fella took a shot. Wasn't even really that bad a shot, but it banged up his ribs, and it was enough to change the Chiefs to a 27-24 victory last night. They moved to 2-0 on the season. Your Washington Commanders looking to do the same. Looking to get to 2-0 with a great opportunity at hand as they take on the Detroit Lions. Over the next three hours, we preview it. We'll dissect it. And we'll give you our thoughts on the upcoming game on Sunday as Washington tries to show some maturity and stay undefeated on the season. Russell's on the other side of the board. Maddie's in the igloo taking your calls at 301-230-0980. Please be nice to him as you call in this morning. Mr. Russell, how are you, sir? Good morning, Pedro. What's going on? It's um, your Thursday. You have the little Thursday night, Thursday night football yeah. offering. So here, here's the deal. I'm just going to be totally frank and honest. Be frank. I, I, I hate that term, frank. God. Why did I just use that? Well, I mean, but quite, quite frankly, my dear. Yes, quite frankly. Quite frankly, wink. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, I sound like a real old fart when I use that. Sorry, no offense. Not, not that anybody ain't Frank you know, or anything the, like here's that. Here's the strange thing about the name. I mean, a Frank. Wink, there's yeah. not only one guy, but there's two guys that go by the name Wink Martindale. The great game show right. host from Tic Tac Doe, who lives out in Virginia. Right. And, of course, the former Baltimore Ravens. Where does he live defensive. in Virginia? I think he's out in the – he was, like, out like Willard Scott, I think, out in the uh, Winchester area. Really? That's I, far, I, I'll, okay. look that huh, I'll look that up. I'll look I did up. not know that. Pretty sure Wink was out there. And Willard Scott was, too? Oh, Willard Scott used to be out in the Winchester area all the time. Really? When he, would, he would have that strawberry festival that he would talk about on uh, I mean, the Today Show. I mean, he was always at a smucker strawberry oh, festival. Uh, let me tell you, I love me some smucker strawberry jam. It's as good as that forecast out there for this weekend. My goodness. <laughs> I know there's a big apple festival. in the fest- 80s and uh, bring some bright sunshine. Yeah, I know there's a big apple festival somewhere around there, but mm-hmm. I, I didn't know that was because he lived out there. Pat Sajak lives in the area, right? Uh, Severna Park, yep. Yep. Uh, that's crazy. I did not realize that. Okay. Uh, anyway, so I'm just going to be honest, wait, raise my right hand. Maybe some of you know the pain. Um, you know, we get up really early. All of us have different jobs, whatever, horrible commutes, all that. I was totally wiped last night. So I got back from the gym right before kickoff, got my Amazon prime up, fired up on the smart TV, all that. Right. Mm. But there is a cost to this. Not only do you have to be an Amazon Prime member, but I can't use my office TV, my studio TV, because it's not a smart TV. So you know how I I, I could watch it in my office, but I would have to watch it on my laptop. I don't want to do that. I want to watch it on my TV, just like a normal human being would. The problem is, again, got to put it in the living room, right? Or in the, you know, where, where the couch is. So your boy cooked a nice, healthy dinner, cooked... For a couple of days, so I don't have to, because going to be real busy tonight, tomorrow, whatever. I So I got done with all of that around halftime. I watched the beginning of the third quarter. I saw the Los Angeles Chargers go down the field. Convert a fourth down. Doing the Brandon Staley. 
Although that one didn't drive me crazy. I'll be honest. I didn't think he was as reckless. No. Last. Well, we're going to get into that. But but that particular one did not drive me crazy. And he ran it, too, twice, third and one, fourth and one. And he got it on the fourth and one. They convert the touchdown, Mike Williams. What a freaking catch by Mike Williams. Mm-hmm. And, and, I mean, you know, again, it's not the best throw in the world by Justin Herbert, but he made some C. I mean, he threw some darts, as usual. So, anyway, see that. Then, if I'm not mistaken, timeline-wise, and it was starting to get fuzzy because I felt myself getting real comfortable without the aid of alcohol and real sleepy. I saw the Justin Watson touchdown, perfect throw from Mahomes, you know, tight window, what have you. Watson got got past J.C. Jackson, who we talked about yesterday. We weren't sure if he was going to play tight end versus a corner. As Patrick Mahomes called him on the uh, TNF postgame show with our, our guy Andrew Whitworth, the white tight end. <laughs> <clears throat> Didn't realize the white tight end could run that fast is what he said he referred to, uh, called Brett Veach with after workouts. Anyway, so Watson catches it, right? Why Tampa let him go? I don't know. Uh, whatever. I mean, young players develop at different times. Cat. That was the last thing I remember seeing until about mm, two minutes and 15 seconds left to go in the game when already at that point Justin Herbert is basically not coughing up blood, but where he can't even like move, never mind take a shot, because his entire abdomen, ribs, midsection is blown to smithereens. Yeah, and, and it wasn't as if he got slammed to the turf either because he kind of landed on his butt. And then, I mean, that's kind of where the, the most uh, – you know, energy was taken there on that hit. He hit sitting down, but that then kind of just rocks your whole your whole body at that point. Um, so hopefully Justin is okay. The good thing is you got a couple of extra days when you play Thursday night football to get ready for the following week. So at least from that standpoint, mm-hmm. um, that's going to help him in terms of the rest and recovery. But again, I mean, look, I mean, let's face it. I mean, this is an early, and, and give the Chargers credit. They came out ready to play. They're up 10 nothing. But give the Chiefs also credit because they they kind of fired that salvo that, hey, the AFC West still goes through us. And did the, they? I think they did because the Chargers are the chic pick this year. In the, the iron a- chic pick? The iron chic pick. Okay. Uh, you know, I can't say what the chic Tehran, Iran. Sorry. Oof. You know? Uh, but <laughs> the camel clutch. I love the camel clutch. Oh. It's one of the greatest holds in the history of mankind, only topped by the boots that the Iron Sheik wore during all of his wrestling matches. Did I tell you I uh, emceed a Legend of Wrestling event way back in the uh, 90s in Buffalo, New York, and the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov were there? (gasps) And then we had a wing-eating contest at a local restaurant, and I got to hang out with Sheik. I love both of those guys. Nikolai Volkov, uh, the Bushwhackers. You know, the rumor is Nikolai Volkov's actually from Dundalk. Uh, It's not not a rumor. Well, I don't know if from Dundalk. I thought he was from, like, Georgia or Louisiana or something like that. Something like that. Maybe he started his wrestling in that independent up in Dundalk. But I knew he had something to do with Dundalk. But, dude, I'm so jealous. Sheik and Volkov. Yeah, so much fun. The Bushwhackers. Who else was there? King Kong Bundy, I think, was there. Um Nothing. And, and, I and one or Howard, two other guys. When Howard would, at Madison Square Garden was uh, announcing who would be in like WrestleMania, and he would be yeah. like, "King Kong Bundy, what a big man! Oh my gosh!" King with Kong the, with the drop down yeah. MSG microphone. Uh, yes, love Howard. <laughs> he was the best. The Fink. The great Fink. late Howard, Howard Finkel. Finkel. One of the great wrestling. Absolutely. Uh, one of the great announcers. Period. Absolutely. Of all but, time. Uh, but I mean, look, you fall behind ten nothing to the Sheik team that everybody's right. like. Oh, this is the club in the AFC right. besides the Bills we think is going to take that major step. But the Chiefs, no panic. They just said, okay, no problem. Mahomes made one of those throws mm-hmm. on that first touchdown after extending the play in oh, an amazing way, Ugh. as only he can. Yeah. Yep. And then he throws that sidearm zip, boom. Yep. And and again, you're just reminded why you're reminded why they are still – the bees knees in the AFC West, and that the AFC West will go through Kansas City. All right, so so let me ask you this, because I walked away unimpressed by Kansas City. They were good in the second half, part where I fell asleep. I, w- I wound up watching a bunch of the post game and and mm-hmm. some and, and a bunch of the highlights after. I don't have the complete picture. Obviously, they were aided by another Watson. Right? We yeah, talked I mean, about the Watson the, defensive play. Yes, right. is, is huge. And the look, the Chargers, the Chargers did a lot right last right. night. Right. 
But that takes still, away three points at least for the yes, Chargers, maybe seven, and gives the Chiefs seven. swing minimum. Right. Ten-point swing so minimum. without that, and again, that's part of football, right? One play does matter. Every play matters in a f- course of a game. Every single play. Whether it's in the first quarter or the third quarter, the fourth quarter, or whatever. But the other Watson returns at 99 yards for a pick six. Obviously, without that, the Chargers don't lose, and the Chiefs don't win. I walked away going, you know, you know how you said – um, I, I get, well, yeah, I, th- I think it was yesterday, right? Was it yesterday? I, I think it was yesterday. You're like, you know, uh, or maybe it was early this week. You're like, it doesn't matter how you win in Detroit, just win, you know, yeah. the, like, just, just get the win. And I think you said essentially the same thing for Jacksonville last week, right? Which I think is a, a popular mantra. Understood. No doubt about it. The win is the win is the win is the win. That's the most important thing. It does not matter how you get it. Style points don't matter. They don't show up in the standings. They don't count style points. Now, they do somewhat count style points if you need, like, a fifth tiebreaker or whatever. Okay? But my point being is the box score and the record and the standings says the Kansas City Chiefs beat the Los Angeles Chargers. Doesn't matter whether it's by three. Doesn't matter how they did it. Whatever. But watching that game. And again, recovering on the second half. And I know they blew out Arizona. I, I, look, I didn't pick Arizona to make the playoffs. I don't think you did either. I, I, I'm not a big Arizona guy. I think Cliff Kingsbury and Kyler Murray are uh, are, are dip and stick. Uh, and that is, I mean, that is just going to be a disaster all year. I'd be shocked. Did you ever have Arizona- fun dip? Yes. <laughs> Back, yes. The white yeah. chalky thing, oh, yeah. right, with the powder? Yeah. Not, you know. As you know, that's not really my jam. Like I'm a, I'm a hearty like uh, you know, I'll, I'll steak I'm just potatoes. Saying you said dip type. and stick, and it made me yeah. think of the fun dip. Well, stick. I'm kind of thinking of like the dipstick that people mm-hmm. used to put in their oil in their earl. Yeah. You know, not not in their oil in the earl. Appreciate all these new cars where they make the engines almost impossible to change your own yes. oil now, just so they can make more money for yeah. the uh, service advisors. But you got to put people. it in the earl. That, that that's down on turd and turdy turd. That's, here's the, here's that's why, what they used to but say. Here's why, but here's why this is a big win. Yeah. Okay. As close as that division is going to be, uh-huh. if you lose a division game, just no to, doubt. To, no to, doubt. To kind of angle toward your yep. your overused cliche about division games, mm. conference games being quote more important. In that case, if you lose a division game at home, you're giving away a substantial opportunity in a division that literally with all four teams could no be separated by one two games. Uh, during the course Absolutely. of this entire season. And, and Herbert and the Chargers had won the previous two years at yeah. Arrowhead. Mm-hmm. So this was a little bit more important just from a motivational revenge, send a message type type thing. I guess my point being is, even though the Chiefs won and they are now 2-0 and, and nobody will dispute anything, right? It's all that matters. You walk away going, mm, the Chiefs are not unbeatable. In any way, not that you should have been operating that way, but you don't walk away going, oh, man, you can't you can't get to them. Because in the first half, the Chargers were up 10-7 at the break. Quite honestly, they probably should have been up 14-7, yeah. 13-7, 14-17. I mean, and, and even in the second half, and Mahomes said it last night, on the post-game show, um, and by the way, I thought, uh, we'll get into the broadcast in a sec, but the post-game show with Carissa Thompson and Tony Gonzalez, I thought Tony Gonzalez was a little weird and off and whatever. I actually thought the bearded one to Ryan Fitzpatrick was really good, I thought really Fitz, sharp. I thought Fitz, Richard Sherman, uh, Witt, I thought, I thought they were all uh, – Pretty good last night on the pregame show or on the postgame show because uh, I pre- didn't see any of the pregame show. Uh, pre and I mean, okay. Look, I thought everything that Fitz pretty much talked about. I thought Sherman was spot on on his NFL stuff, like you thought Richard would be. Mm-hmm. He's going to be up tempo, up upbeat uh, kind of guy. There were so many, there were so many people on that broadcast. Yes, though. I only saw the I postgame mean, show for a one game. For a one-game, single game, mm-hmm. they are putting some resources into this puppy. I had the halftime on. I did not pay much attention to it. I did pay attention to the post game, and I thought Tony Gonzalez was okay. A uh, little weird, little, I don't know, whatever. Like, he didn't offer anything, which is how most analysts are. Uh, I thought Fitzpatrick Sherman and Andrew Whitworth did a pretty good job, uh, especially Fitzpatrick and Sherman before they brought – 
Uh, Big Wit, by the way, if you missed our interview with him last Friday, you can still go back and check it out. It's great. Um, right after the uh, he unveiled the Super Bowl uh, banner, you can go check it out, Russell at Medhurst at the team980.com. But I thought overall, Carissa Thompson did a pretty good job keeping it moving on the postgame show. She wasn't flabbing all over the place and, and making weird statements and whatever. Uh, like sometimes... I don't know. Sometimes, like Colleen Wolf, I think does a pretty good job in that spot mm-hmm. on the Thursday. Well, I guess they they no longer have that because she did it last year or the last couple of on years. The but they, Network, they no yeah. longer have that. I don't know if she's involved in the studio show or not. I didn't watch NFL Network at all last night. Think about that. How much that sucks for NFL Network, right? Yeah. I mean, obviously they're owned by the league, so they're in no jeopardy of lo- you know losing anything based on ratings. But I mean, you go from. I mean, you had to split the package with Fox and NBC and this and that, and the, and most people would probably watch it, but at least you had the game on your air. Now you don't even have the game on your air. You don't even have the game on your air, which hurts your pre- and post-game, you know, Because they whatever. used to be on site usually exactly, on Thursday exact. nights. Garofolo and somebody else was on site in Kansas City last night for the pre- and their post-game. Like, they do wraparound coverage, kind of like how Joe B. and Locker are stuck doing wraparound coverage of Caps games during the playoffs yeah. after round one or for the National. Well, Happy birthday the, to Craig, by the way, who celebrated his birthday. This at a boy, Locker. Birthday, Locker. got to send him a text, um, wish him a happy birthday. I didn't think it was a bad broadcast, no. but it was... I don't, just before you go over, did you? I don't know if if it was because again, I I had it wired through my smart TV. I don't know how smart the TV is, but that's what they call it. Okay, it did seem like the video was a little bit different. Like, and I don't know if that's because of the stream. I don't know. It, like, if you matched it side by side with a Fox HD 1080 IP whatever nonsense or CBS or ABC or ESPN, like normal live TV, which is filtered the way it is, bounced the way it is through satellites and whatever, this did seem a little bit different to me. I like the, I mean, and and you could say the same thing about the Apple TV baseball broadcast. I like the clarity. I mean, I think the picture looks great. Okay. On the- do so you Apple think it TV. looks better than no, than normal, or, or? I, don't, I don't know how much better, but I think I think your one of your biggest concerns is when you're watching internet TV is is how's it going to look, right? And because you're relying on yeah. the digital stream, which I, is a little bit different I, than the I normal. Thought it looked great. Okay, here's, but here and here's two other points. A, if you follow any of the beat writers that are involved in the game, or even the national guys, they're telling you what's happening like ninety seconds before you see it. Yeah, you know, at minimum. Oh, because because the the, because the digital stream is and behind it's internet TV, yeah. and also I'm amazed at how many people from reading Twitter last night have no idea who the hell Kirk Herbstreit is. I mean, Kirk's only been doing the primetime college football game for like a gazillion years. Been on game day on ESPN. It just goes to show you how many people that consume the NFL don't watch college football. I just found that I mean, to that's kind of crazy. I found that to be how do you astonishing. Know how Kirk- many like somebody put oh. I, I don't know who this uh, Kirk Herbstreit guy, but he seems to be pretty smooth. And I'm like, Mike, what are you talking about? This guy's been analyzing football for a billion years. That is the weirdest thing. I mean, listen, I would admit that I'm not the college football fan that you are. Okay, I'm not sure many people are outside right? of me and Joe Miller. But, I mean, as opposed to watching uh, you know, some, uh, you know, some documentary – uh, that you know on Netflix that everyone around here and everyone in the world watches. I'd rather watch a college football game, even if it's two teams I don't care about. But I mean, the good thing about Kirk Herbstreit is he's never on a game that you probably don't that has very little impact. You know, it's always a a big enough game. Yeah. So, and oh by the way, he's on the most popular pregame show of all time. Yep. College football game day. I mean, and I know people got things to do and all that. Not everybody is a slave to the team. I, I understand the all only, that. The only, the only. How do you I, not know who Kirk Herbstreit is? And I'll is? say this: I, and I don't care. I don't care who disagrees with me. The only, the only football pregame show ever better than ESPN's College Game Day was the Brent Musburger NFL Today. Oh, with Jimmy the Greek and Brent, uh, Greek, and Brent, Irv, yeah. Phyllis, uh, Phyllis, Jane yeah. Kennedy. I mean that 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 was the that was the. And, and I mean, if you go back and, and there's a lot of these on YouTube, if you go back and look at some of the early NFL today's from the seventies and some of the, like the scoreboard they had, mm-hmm. it was like this cardboard thing with these little letters that they put. You, you, 
It, oh, it was, the Chiron and the graphics? It's not sure. even a Chiron. They just peer to this camera at this cardboard scoreboard with a black base, white letters around a tan frame. Mm-hmm. It, it's crazy. I'll show you. I'll pull it up during the break, and I'll okay. show you. But um, outside of that, I mean, Kirk's been on that show forever. Yeah. And I was just amazed at how many people uh, did not know who he was and were commenting you know, during the course of the game. I thought Alan Kirk... Uh, were 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 on. I thought they sounded fine. I thought they I thought, were. I thought for the first game for those guys. Yeah. I mean, look, Al Michaels. You think about this, Al Michaels. Between all the sports he's done, mm-hmm. Al Michaels probably worked with as many different color people as oh, you can absolutely. in in all of this absolutely. in all of sports. And he's just phenomenal. He just sits right down. Like he's, you know, a comfortable pillow. It sounded almost seamless. Now, I didn't sit there on every word or whatever, but to your point, it sounded almost yeah. seamless. And and I told you yesterday, I love Kirk Herbstreet. I think Kirk Herbstreet is – I know he annoys Michigan fans. Well, he's a whole Ohio State right. guy. That's The why. hell with you, Michigan fans. Yeah. The world does not rise Just and, like, and, look, and – Ohio State people feel the same way about Desmond right, Howard right, on game day. Right. So, I mean, it's it's the same. My thing. point is, is I love Kirk Herbstreet. Always have, always will. I think he's the I, I me personally like while everyone goes gaga over Troy Aikman who's as bland and as boring as watching paint dry mm-hmm. and offers nothing zippo zero you got that ESPN nothing who's that Troy Aikman oh. offers zero Kirk Herbstreet is ten times the analyst that Troy Aikman is it's interesting it's interesting that they never you know consistently thought about moving Kirk into that Monday night booth. I mean that's that that I mean it's interesting, but Buck and Aikman look. I mean Buck and Aikman got uh, solid reviews from Monday night. The rating number was uh, fairly decent as well, and I, I agree with Andrew Marshan. Andrew Marshan said, I mean it, it gave Monday Night Football a different feel because it was Buck and Aikman. Yeah, it because, didn't. It didn't for me. I mean I well, was going to watch that game and be amped up for that a, game. You're a tough you guy. Know. You're a tough guy. There there are a bro- other broadcasters that I that will remain nameless that I would put in the same category as you, where basically you would need a stick of dynamite shoved up your rectum. <laughs> To get excited about wait, certain things. Wait a second. But, that might be a precursor for something I sent you yesterday. Remember? Uh, what he said a stick of dynamite shoved up your rectum. Uh, anyway, it might be a tease for a segment later in the show. For a segment later in the show. I'm just saying. I mean, it might be. Sometimes people, and, and I know people aren't. There are some people that are not broadcasting nerds like Kevin Sheehan and I are. Kevin and I love. I mean, Kevin and I really. Uh, are into the play-by-play color pregame, all that yes. stuff. Um, you know, we could actually probably do a weekly podcast on that. I'm telling uh, you, you and Danny Ruyer and and Kevin Sheehan oh, could love it. Uh, could spend hours and hours, and and I wouldn't listen to 30 seconds of it. Okay. No offense. That's all right. We we, we wouldn't <laughs> ask you to come on as a guest either. So we'll we'll give you your 15 minutes of uh, downtime back. Coming up, the, the the Chiefs have moved on to two and zero. How do the Commanders get to two and zero? You know, is it simple that, you know, they go out and, you know, hopefully improve? But yesterday, the coaches, they threw out uh, some pretty frank comments to go back to Chris's word of the day. Frank. They were pretty frank about a certain player on the defensive side. Chris and I examined those comments coming up next right here on the Team 980 in the Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Here we go. 43 years ago today. This was the song that gave birth to all of us who think that they could rap. Wonder Mike looked like a car salesman as Sheehy down the road. My guy Hank looked like Larry Brown in his sweater. Get ready to coach some youth football. And then you had the little guy in the middle who looked like Dwayne from What's Happening. 43 years ago today, 1979. How about that? A year that the Washington Redskins would end up going 10-6 and six and missing out on the playoffs because of Roger Staubach bringing the Cowboys from behind against Washington. 35-34. Two touchdown passes in the final 341. Tell you what, I don't know any about the history. Got a freaking good beat still. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You know? I mean. Good choice, by He's him. like, you know, my name is Wonder Mike, and I brought two friends along. I got Chris over there, and I got Matt over there, and then Hank starts rapping. It's a, they, they go on Soul Train, and he's wearing a sweater. <laughs> like he's going to, a, you know, Christmas Eve around the fire with family. It's amazing how things have changed. So, 3012300980. What a great song it was. Sugar Hill Gang, simply fantastic. And, you know, the Washington Commanders are trying to get to fantastic, Chris. But yesterday, I thought uh, pointed comments toward an individual player. Now, and I, and I will say this. I will give them credit for being consistent. Mm-hmm. For the comments that they've made publicly in the past about Chase Young, okay, they weren't just picking on Chase, is my point. Because yesterday, I thought they, they were very direct about Jamin Davis and his need to continue to improve and improve quickly. Now, I will say this in Jamin's defense. They drafted him, tried to make him a middle backer when he was a weak side backer. Now they've shifted him back to weak side backer to, you know, one game into his second season and everybody's still on the panic button because you you moved him to middle. Now you've moved him back to weak side. That's on the coaches too. Now, some players make the adjustment faster than others. Jamin certainly got to continue to refine the craft, mm-hmm. but I, I just thought that was very... Very interesting but direct comments uh, from Jack Del Rio yesterday as it pertains to a guy that, yes, he's 100% right. He has to get better. Right. But, you know, one game into another shift to a new position may not necessarily be um, the time to crush your guy uh, as this season is getting underway. Right. That's all. That That's my only point. Uh, but, I mean, You're- yes, I, I, I guess here's the thing. Um, he he absolutely, absolutely, absolutely has to play better. There's nobody that would deny that. But I would say this, even though they did the wrong thing with him early last year, they sort of kind of recognized it an, early enough that they could get him off the feet, that they weren't trying to jam it down his throat all year long, and that they finally found a way, I think, at times in the second half to use him in a better capacity, and certainly this offseason. And I think he responded, quite honestly, for the most part, in practices, in preseason, um, doing different things that we know he's capable of. And I thought he made I thought he made some plays um, last year at times that were like, okay, you can see what's special about him. You can see the athleticism. 
can see the size, you can see the speed, you can see everything. There just weren't enough of those plays. So last Sunday, when they say, oh, he you know practiced well, he had a good preseason, all of that is true based on everyone that I talked to behind the scenes, based on what I saw, I think based on what you saw, even though he started in that third preseason game, along with Benjamin St. Just and James Smith-Williams, he was not the only starter. Yeah. But again, clearly, some people took that that starting in um, in Baltimore thing as a punishment, as a penalty, as a this guy sucks and he's. Well, no, they, they just didn't have a lot of linebackers. That that too. <laughs> that's, that's part of but, it. But also, let's be honest. He needs. He the, needs seasoning. Yes, he needs the reps. I mean, it's like cooking a baked potato and not using salt or butter or sour cream. I know I compare everything to food, but it's the only thing I know. But he needs reps. He needs reps. He needs bullets. He but needs that's time. Why, he but needs... that's why I'm saying killing him after the first game. Uh, okay. You know, uh, killing him after the first game. So d- did, is, he, is, did, he, did he kill him? He called it a so-so performance. He called it a so-so performance, and he said it was just okay. And I think he's going to get better. Did he kill him? Because young buck, Linnell Willingham, I don't know if Linnell's coming up at noon with Doc. I, I haven't checked the schedule, so we got to check. Uh, Burgundy and Gold today is coming up at noon following us, so make sure you check that out. Young Buck last night when I was driving to the gym, he was killing Jack Del Rio for having the audacity to call out Jamin Davis, to not have a one-on-one meeting with Jamin Davis. We don't know if he did or he didn't. I'm sure, he, but I'm sure they have. The young lion was getting after JDR. Doc and Linnell tag teaming. So Linnell might be listening to this now. The young fella was hammering Jack Del Rio. Now listen, Jack's be kind of kind of become the whipping boy. He is here of late. There is no doubt. First of all, the when I when I got home yesterday, I listened to the press conference. It's before I saw any reaction. I said, "Hmm, that's interesting." I, his G- best line. G- his best line of the day was the independent contract. That was line. the that was the other thing that I pulled out. He called pass rushers. Who do you think he's talking about? Well, I mean, it's pretty obvious there aren't many. I mean, hello, ding dong. He's talking about Chase Young and Montez Sweat working as independent contractors. Nobody had a problem with that. But everybody had a problem with him going after Jamin Davis. Now, the first thing that you should point out, or that I pointed out on Twitter yesterday, is I'm really surprised that Jack did that because Jack never calls out anybody by name. Jack is so hesitant. Jack is so reluctant to be honest. At He had no problem being re- honest on Twitter about politics and about the dust-up. He had zero interest in cooperating with any questions, good or bad. Like, he, it's not just a bad thing, but he... I mean, he would be more likely to say something good about somebody, but he would never say anything bad about anybody the first two years. But if you notice... let. Last June, I guess, before the dust-up thing, remember he called out the guys that weren't in the OTA periods last year? As the heat has turned up on him, he has now started to, you know, deflect some of that criticism. Okay, and also, what did I tell you? I've told you this a couple times, right? Birdies have told me that Jack and Ron... Don't exactly see eye to eye, and that Jack pretty much is out of here. Right, but that's on Ron, though. Why, why I know. have him on your coaching staff? I know. I know. Listen, I'm you not the who, only, I'm not the only who, one that's heard this. Jack has not changed one iota during no. his time in the National no. Football League. Jack is who he is. Right. And and is going to remain who he right. is. That, that Whether you agree or disagree with Jack, his motives, what he says, his Twitter opinions, whatever – Jack Del Rio is Jack Del Rio. He never I agree. He is never changing. I agree. He is who he is. But he's he's not happy here, from what I've heard. And from I haven't heard as much of this, but going back to what Linnell said last night, he said that he was told by a team source, I don't know who this team source is, that there is big time friction between Jack Del Rio and Ron Rivera. Now I've heard, I've heard that, you know. Jack and, and Ron have very quite different philosophical, you know, uh, differences and whatever. And again, that Jack is not exactly happy here. And this was before, this was before the Twitterati incident and the fine and whatever. I don't think Jack's going to make the whole year. Or if he does somehow, if he does somehow, I don't think Jack is going to be here next year. But basically, that was what LW was saying uh, last night on the fan. 
when I was going to the gym, he was like, I heard from a source that, you know, that that Jack wanted nothing to do with Jamin Davis in the draft and that that was Ron's call. I don't know if that's true. I haven't heard that specifically, so I'm not going to make that up and or I can't corroborate uh, corroborate that. But with how Jack basically, again, I don't think he blasted Jamin Davis, but he called him out. He did call him out. Said his okay performance, so-so. He can do better than that. Guess what? He's right. Yeah. He's right. And Jack has the right to say that, by about the way. That, if, if all the reporters that cover this team on a regular basis, all the fans see it, you know Jack sees it, and quite frankly, it's a, it's an honest answer yes. from, from Jack in that situation. And I'm fine with that, aren't you? Yes, I, I've got no problem. I've got no problem with the answer itself. It's not like he savaged him. Right. But he just put, him, he put it out there that, hey, yeah, we expect better from the player. Guess what? Jamin Davis, again. And, and even Ron alluded to it, and just to give you specific uh, points on it, Ron alluded to it, you know, that Ron says he thinks he'll get better mm-hmm. with better technique. Like he played Kirk the wrong way on a play. He took the wrong leverage, I think it was, on a, a play with Kirk. And he was flat-footed, you know, essentially waiting on ATN. And you can't be flat-footed no. when you're waiting. Was that on, on, the, on the swing that they I missed? I believe, okay. yes, because ATN was wide right. open. Right, he was wide so, open. Now, he should have given up that touchdown, so it should have been worse. As it was, he was four of six in coverage. Yeah. Uh, or, or four, tar- I, I should say, four and, receptions and, on and, and six. Look, to be honest, Holcomb wasn't sharp either no, in, in coverage no, no. either. So. I'm going to give you some numbers when we come back on both Holcomb and, and some other things, which leads us into, oh, gosh, why I'm scared to death that this team is not going to go 2-0. All right, we'll talk about it next. Uh, we're, obviously, we're not that 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 gives you a hint where Russell might go later with his prediction because he's got some reasonable facts to back it up. By the way, um, we need the cleaning crew in here because the 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 guys down the hall just came in and savaged the bagels. I, I mean, I I did tell them it's they okay. Could, you know. No, we're we're good dudes down here. Yeah. You know, we're the lower salaried people right. on the air right now, and you went and spent some money on some bagels so you, we could have some great camaraderie around here. Right. That's what some it's all about. Some fellowship. It's a fun Friday. It's a fellowship Friday. Hey, fellowship, fellowship Friday. Friday. Yeah, there we go. A theme for the I show. I like it. Uh-huh. It's a, we got to get that voiceover guy to go, it's a fellowship Friday right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. All right, Thursday night football in the books. The debut on Prime. It was on 106.7 The Fan last night and Odyssey. And you may have listened to it, may have watched it. The Chiefs and come from behind fashion beat Justin Herbert and the Chargers. Now the big question is, will Justin Herbert be okay for the next Chargers game a week and a half from now? Uh, His head coach, Brandon Staley, says he's okay. Did have x-rays on his midsection, ribs, what have you. The results of that not just known uh, or not known just yet. Chiefs go to two and oh. Meanwhile, John Dotson wins the NFL Pepsi Zero Sugar Rookie of the Week award. Congratulations to him. We were just talking about Jack Del Rio calling out Jamin Davis. Too rough, not enough, or just right. Your thoughts. 301-230-0980. Some numbers coming up on Jamin Davis, the secondary, and more uh, right here on Russell and Medhurst. And the Nats back in action tonight hosting the Marlins. Over at the ballpark, 705 first pitch, 1067 the fan, 635 Charlie and Dave on the pregame coverage, and that's what's trending. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medella is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours. The energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices, anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
Offense took a big step up last week. Can the defense do it this week against Detroit? I mean, and and, and how do you look at Detroit? Does, is Jacksonville's offense better than Detroit's? Lawrence better than Goff? Robinson's not better than Swift. ATN is a different type of weapon. You know, I mean, uh, Amonra St. Brown, DJ Chark this week. You know what I mean? Which offense is better? Does this does this offense and J- playing against Jared Goff present an opportunity for Jack Del Rio's defense to get better? Or is this Detroit team, A, based on the effort that they play with? Because that's the one thing, the one thing we can examine oh, yeah. during the Dan Campbell era. Those guys play hard as hell. Oh, yeah. Okay, they make you play all 60 minutes. You're going to be minutes. on that team if you're, if you're not they make busting you play, your ass. They make you play all 60 mm-hmm. minutes. I and agree. when you do that, you do give yourself a, a, a modicum of chance. But, you know, is this one of the weeks where we look up and to see if the defense, especially that back seven, because I thought the, the guys up front did a, a better-than-average job this past week. You mean the, the non-independent contractors? <laughs> Yes, the non-independent right, contract. So let's go back to what I teased before the break, right? Tease ja- us. Jamin Davis. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is per profootballfocus.com. Not saying it's 100% gospel, right? But they you know, obviously do a good job uh, doing all the play-by-play, breakdowns, stats, numbers, analytics, and they cross-check and whatever. I, 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 again, I don't know if it's 100% accurate. It's not 100% true science. It is what it is. Four of six against Jamin Davis in coverage, meaning four catches on six targets, 62 yards worth of receptions, 34 after the catch, four tackles, one missed tackle. Um, now, do you want Cole Holcomb first, or do you want the really bad news? Well, give me Cole Holcomb first, because I think to Dustin Gold's point on Twitter, that can't be denied. You know, we're all the criticism that a lot of people were heaping on Davis uh-huh. that, you know, Holcomb, you know, gets beat for touchdowns and, right. you know, missed a tackle out there in a key situation. Davis could have had a sack if he wasn't wiped out by a penalty. Right. So, so Holcomb only allowed, according to PFF, one reception on one target for seven yards, two yards after the catch, uh, was not charged with a touchdown. Uh, that was that's interesting. Uh, yeah, was not charged with the touchdown. Uh, let's see here who was Percy Butler was charged with the touchdown according to PFF. Um, now, so you have that right. Um, you also have this. So the numbers for the defensive backs, and again. It's really a back seven issue now Mm -hmm. in terms of pass coverage, and it always was. Like Part of the reason why the secondary struggled as much last year is not just because of communication, not just because William Jackson III is being asked to play more in zone as opposed to man, which is what he was signed for, and blah, 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 blah. Part of it is because, again, the linebackers sucked in coverage too, and because they had to mix and match and take, you know, instead of three linebackers, then it was two, then it was one, then it was basically none, and they were, you know, all this stuff, right? But the secondary is still really, really worrisome in terms of coverage. So Benjamin St. Just, I love his name still. St. Just. Well, he's not exactly little Benny, I'll tell you that much. Uh, 6'2", 220. I wish I had his body. Woo! Man, I'd be flying high. Instead, I'm eating Bethesda bagels. Three receptions targeted five times. Again, these are all PFF. For 28 yards, 24 of those yards after the catch. Mm -hmm. He lined up in the slot 56 times last Sunday. Only once outside. William Jackson the third, 70 total snaps. Two hurries, okay? Eight tackles, a lot of tackles, and an assist. No missed tackles, according to PFF. Six receptions on seven targets, 57 yards, plus the penalty on the first play of the game. He's good for at least one penalty a game. Usually it's DPI. This time I think it was illegal hands or whatever the hell it was, or, or you know, illegal contact, whatever it was. It doesn't matter. William Jackson III is good for a penalty mm-hmm. a game. You should just book that. If there's if there's a prop bet out there, you should go, 
you, you probably should go over, but you you definitely draw even uh, or make your money back or whatever because he's good for one a game. Kendall Fuller. I don't know if we discussed this. We know he had a, a not good game, mostly because he had two penalties, but he was the lowest-graded commander defensive player, according to PFF, on the entire roster. Uh, the lowest grade, I think it was like 38-point-something or other. Three receptions, seven targets. So, again, the ratio there, not bad. 74 yards in coverage, though, including the 49-yard play to Christian Kirk. Um, so, again, when you combine, it's not just a Jamin Davis thing, people. It's not just a Cole Holcomb thing. It's those five guys. And quite honestly, if Derek Forrest didn't save the day over and over and over and over and over and over and over Team and over game, and over no, again. I know, I know. But what if Derek Forrest doesn't have the game the same game this Sunday that he did and the same impact that he had last Sunday? What if their coordinated pass rush filled with non uh I guess full time employees and non independent contractors, right? With benefits uh, and stuff <laughs> and, and that are on vacation, club med style, club Ron style. What what if what if their pass rush isn't as good, Pete? What if they're not as good on third down on both offense and defense? What if they're not as good on special teams? You see where I'm getting at here? What's interesting this week to note is Brandon Sheriff's allegedly an all-pro, okay? Because people have voted him that way. Our interior pass rushers, Mr. Allen and Payne, were delicious last week against that potential all-pro and that interior of the Jacksonville offensive line. Now, Frank Ragno is a terrific center. He's for banged Detroit. up. Banged, banged up. Banged the, up. Uh, thank you. You took my yep, words sorry. right out of my mouth. But I jumped the gun, my bad. But Frank is a quality player. But again, there's going to be opportunity for those two guys again. My only concern for those two guys is the number of snaps this early in the season mm-hmm. because of the lack of quality depth at that position. That's why losing, you know, Phil Derry and Mathis the way you did is such a huge factor early in the season because Mathis was Mathis was was capable of giving you high level play as a reserve in that situation to where you could play him more snaps than most reserves. Question is now how do you coordinate that playing time behind those two? And let's face it, you want John and Duran on the field as much as you can, but you also got to be, you know, smart about them this early in the season because you want them to last 17 games. And I think those two can have another massive impact. I told you coming into the season, I think Deron Payne's an absolutely motivated football player. That's what I loved about you know the Lamar Jackson situation working out the way it did. He's going to mm-hmm. be a motivated football player at a high level throughout the season because they know significant cash dollars mm-hmm. are on the line. And I thought Deron's opening statement with his play last week was fantastic. Payne played 55 snaps, Allen 54, Montez Sweat 51, by the way. That's what I'm talking about. 50-plus snaps from your interior D-line. We know the violence that goes on on that interior D-line. The Mm -hmm. physicality there is unlike any other position in football. It's every play. It's grinding on people. It's driving people You know, with your legs, your upper body. It's the focus you need to play with consistently uh, at that position. It puts a, a huge mental strain on what you're doing at those positions. So when you don't have... The depth, the quality depth to back those players up, you know that's a that's a huge concern for me in the number of snaps that those guys are getting. I know they're world class athletes, but they're human beings. Okay, they're not machines, and we want Deron Payne, we want Montez Sweat, we want John Allen to play at a significantly high level uh, for the whole season. And I just wonder if those types of snaps this early in the campaign, high leverage snaps too, because you're you're having to win that game last week. You know we're not coasting in the fourth quarter up three touchdowns. Uh, in a situation where you could give those guys um, some time off. So, uh, Payne, Allen, Sweat right now, and that combination of guys they're using on the the right side with Smith-Williams, potentially Tony, Tuhill, all those guys, to me, they hold the key still to covering up while the back seven gets its act together on a consistent basis uh, in the back. And, you know, maybe the fact that if Curl, you know, obviously can't go again, and these guys will have played more snaps for a second consecutive week and practice that way. Maybe they're a little bit better uh, in the back. Losing a guy like Curl is is significant. You can't you can't understate that. But again, we come back to those talented guys up front. 
They can cure a lot of ills if they can do that against the Lions this week. Your thoughts on the Del Rio criticism of Jamin Davis? Was it was it really calling him out? Was it a significant call out of the second year man? And it, we saw improvements from the offense last week. Do we need to see improvements from the defense similar to that? Because the offense has a new piece. The defense really didn't add much. Let's talk about it. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty. And of course, streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.